opportunity to see an animal wearing this. If you are listening anywhere else, welcome to the Sports Mess Podcast. I'm Thomas Oakman. I'm your host today. And I'm, I'm back. Obviously. And hopefully there are quite a few things to talk about. A bit more than yesterday, I would say. But, uh, starting off, LeBron James passes Paul Malone on an all-time scoring list. Fantastically, I absolutely hate LeBron as a Celtics fan. Specifically with the Rams. Rams keep Stafford, first of all, four years, $150 million. Uh, however, they are still, still, we're still waiting on an Aaron Donald extension. That's the, that's the big problem right now, is the, that Aaron Donald extension. Because they also signed Ar- Allen Robinson a little earlier, and they still want to sign Odell Beckham Jr. So that ain't, I, I don't know that that cap adjustment has got to be that has got to be a, a tight cap room right there. Uh, they also sent Robert Woods to the Titans for a six-rounder. I think Terry Tequila from the trade that would be acquired. He's going to go ahead and sign that now. I don't know if I can do that. Um, yeah, now this is an absolute robbery by the Titans. Like, this, like you only give up a six-round pick. I get, I get he just plays his Robert Woods has been productive everywhere he's been, and I, I think he can, he should be at least as productive as Julio was for the Titans, considering. But uh, a bit more NFL free agency, before we get into the two big things today. Uh, Cordell Patterson gets two years with the Falcons, so he gets two years with the Falcons there. Uh, Robert Tommy and Fletcher Cox were signed for two and one year deals. Um, and the Browns quarterback, Jacoby Brissett, gets signed and made up case to the walk for the Bills. Uh, it's really just, I'm still waiting on where Baker Mayfield gets traded to. But, um, yeah, that's the Browns quarterback news. That's the daily intake of Browns quarterback news because he's getting case to them. Now, MLB, MLB Fluency. I will be the first to admit, when a thousand times over, I'm, I, I don't know a lot of baseball. I, I'm not sure the baseball baseball. But uh, that Carlos Correa deal, huge three-year, $105.3 million contract with the Twins. I believe that puts the Twins clearly uh, in the second place in their division, uh, I, w- I would believe. Uh, I think the White Sox still, I've been talking with my friends in their baseball, and even the conclusion, White Sox are still, still first in that division. But the Twins are right there. The Twins are definitely right there. Right now, but, um, I'm talking with him. I, 
other 20 something. Like, you got one more domino, I think, left to announce. the following year, he's going to see him after that. So the story, which seems that the Red Sox do not, like, take it on, like, but do not, like, um, uh, but, like, do not let him be the reason you go. Okay? You can play for him, but some of the are so much better. So much better than uh, Bill Riggs at the shortstop. Please, Simon Snow, let him play. <laughs> let him play shortstop. I don't care. We need the defensive help. We need anything we can take. Our division is loaded. Okay? Please, pick him up and don't let him go. That's the reason why we don't. So, so the story is probably the last domino to fall in MLB free agency after Carlos Taylor gets out this year. Uh, Jorge Taylor, uh, big difference. Same same good deal. Just a good seventy seventy million dollars less. Uh, still twelve twelve million a year. But um, yeah, yeah, twelve million twelve million a year. Uh, he's he's with the Marlins now. It's like losing Marlins. Couple pitcher pickups. The Cubs get Deshaun and Manny Diaz, and the Tigers pick up Max Pineda and Manny Diaz as well. Tigers, I think, are looking pretty good. I, I think they're third um, in the Arizona Central. But um, yeah, no, they're, they're, they're looking. They're looking like they can, they can win a couple games. I, I don't know how much of the upside of that. Again, it's the biggest baseball move. This is I know this is what I know. I, I know this so much better than I know the uh, the, the, the NBA the league. But I know so much better uh, than than uh, MLB agency. You will see. This is probably the worst way I could ever put this. But you will see almost lost the most dominant game in tournament history. They were up 25 against the defending national champions. They're up 25. Pretty much the same start as in their first game against Marquette. And then all of a sudden, they were starting to make it up. They were up 25 at uh, some point in the first half. They were up down to 15 going into halftime. Then, in the second half, the Jersey Mounted was projected having a career high in points. The projected while throwing, uh, throwing MLB Jersey Showman. Baylor, in that second half, had a 51 point second half to force overtime. However, they could not, they couldn't pull it out. I was unable to watch that game, thank you very much for it. But, um, yeah, no, like, UMC, congratulations on holding it off. You have had two, uh, you have like three of the best five maybe in tournament history. And then kind of almost lost it after that. But um, you you have another tough game. You got UCLA on uh, Friday.
24, it, it says that still why? That's five days. Wait, yeah, five days.
happens. Unfortunately, this is just the price for that. Moving on, one uh, one upset round, one last round, uh, and that's the one here by Griffin. He was by 28 to Slavic, who was Griffin's chance after. And Griffin did beat who a lot of people had in, in their Final Four team match. And even the Final Four didn't. But who a lot of people had at least in the Elite 8. Two fifteen and doing great there. Um, yeah, this one beat it at the Big Ten champion in Iowa. And Tyson Team season really in top top players in top all top basketball. Yeah, beat them in seconds. And then get really out the big bucks with the same team. Again, the same problem with Tennessee, they needed one three point. Providence is a chance. Unfortunately, I think I'm going to win the two, three points in the second half. Um, 
this happens from the lot between the same one and the other. So that's in a great season. So now, the magical life of the St. Peter's Peacock. <coughs> As they go on, and do you think I thought could have made the final four? I, I, I was apparently very wrong on that. Of course, I was for the last two years. But um, I'm just going to be like, holy They're close. I just forgot his name. Last name starts with an S. There's a good chance we're going to have to face Korea. There is, that is a very, very real possibility. Like the likelihood that Texas wins is extremely low. Like that is, it, 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 it's low. Really. I, I'm not liking their chances that Texas could get out of that one. And, here's the problem. Here's the problem. And here's me wrong. I got it right. This is incredible. There's a lot of people wrong in this is that they could do it again.
citizens. Field goal percentage, the Minnesota State shot 34%. Other guys shot, shot 27.5. The difference, however, as Minnesota State also dominated the rebound 41 to 44, was the turnovers Arkansas gave the floor to Minnesota State. Turn the ball over, they had better control of it. Thank you. 
if as I said, if you watch uh, yesterday's video, explain my findings, but now I'm not sure. So let me do it for you again, even though hopefully Simon Brickman is not like this for our thing of the forever as of live streaming on YouTube. We got no one. Simon might be streaming this from home, but it's alright. You can go and find this later. Wisconsin is my number one team. Okay? Wisconsin's number one. Don't ask me why they did that. I think you want to know why they did that. But uh, Texas Tech is number two. Okay? And after that, you got UNM. And then it's in the association with UNM. The Mountain West team like Christian. Typically, they're your team like Christian. Or if I just pick them. But I'm a Wisconsin fan. I will cheer for them throughout the year. They are my number one team. And we are going to pick Iowa State behind. I, there is nothing Iowa State does except for defense that Wisconsin doesn't do. That's pretty much just half the game. But I, there's, I just don't see a logical way for Iowa State to win that game. Granted, I said that about St. Peter's, I think, against Mary State. At least I said about I said about Sam Underdog that one. He did the job too. But Wisconsin can play slow. The difference, actually not anymore. I I almost completely blanked on Tyree Spencer. Holy cow! I just got a lot more scared. I think we still should be okay. We were uh, Wisconsin. We were able to run cold guard off the second line. Yes, we definitely need to do that with uh, Tyree Spencer. Even if he's cold guard, even if he's played slash off like Oak before, don't let him keep shooting. Okay? Turn him off. Force him to take two. Beat the max two. You got Johnny Davis. You got the best player still in the tournament. And you have the best player in the tournament to begin with. Who you off the Tebow. But I, I, I feel so confident that Wisconsin's going to win this game. I, I, I'm extremely confident. They can, they can play the slogan with you. They can force you off the three point line, which is how they, how they won their last game. My favorite blocking team does scare me. I was they do scare me. But as long as I got Brad Davidson on my side, I'm 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 going with Wisconsin. We got Brad Davidson, we got Jai Davis, we got Tyler Walsh. He can carry like he can be he can carry us through little spurts. Like Tyler Walsh can post up smaller with smaller defenders, which I, I think that's gonna happen a lot of this uh, this Iowa State team. Can post up smaller defenders, get those points, help help spike everybody else, help them get open shots. I'm feeling, I feel very, very confident in the double-digit Wisconsin win right now. Notre Dame, Texas, I have a gold mile in Notre Dame. I could even do a five-star challenge and go and could do it. But as you mentioned, seven minutes ago, Texas Tech is my number two favorite team. All bias aside in this one, unlike the Wisconsin. Wisconsin is very heavily biased in my uh, prediction. This just seems like a tough matchup for me to that it is. Like, yes, Paul Atkinson might do all right. No one else is. Literally no one else is going to have a good game. Paul Atkinson might not even have a good game. Uh, and if you got Bryson Williams hitting that, if you got Kevin O'Banner hitting some threes, Oh yeah, I say that I, that, um, Nurse is the worst. 
I think about uh, Notre Dame beating Rutgers when they were third and nine. And I said, like, I just, I just don't see, I just don't see Notre Dame beating Rutgers. And they beat them. And then they beat Alabama. <laughs> but they, they will, they're going to take those guys by football. So this season with two wins and just no, like, no one outside of Washington is going to have those games. It's going to be so we got three more games here, and then we'll call that good for uh, tonight's episode. Bud, Miami, Auburn, Miami, barely beat USC. Now you're playing Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler. Well, Miami struggled from three. Five minutes Kessler in there, getting into USC. You ain't getting anything in the tunnel of Walker Kessler, though. Like, unless you get, unless you can get into, into foul trouble, you're, you're in trouble. And your offense can as long as fast, it's going to be hard to get in there, it's going to be hard to get over them. And I, I, I feel like they're one of the pieces. The Vikings shot 7.1% from three. I, again, I just, I, there's no feasible way that Miami wins this game. The feasible way is Wendell Moore wants to be Steph Curry, not Wendell Moore. That, that's the feasible way. He actually wrote today, very logical. Not very mad that I say that out loud. But as long as the ball is in Jabari Smith's hand, I'm trusting Auburn. I'm trusting Auburn to beat Miami here. I think they should succeed in that one. That doesn't seem overly complicated, especially with the USC team. Almost did it. So I, I feel very confident. They should be high after beating USC because that's where they're, they're, they're on that absolute high right now. So I'm, I'm going to go ahead and roll with them. Now, Texas and Purdue. Mentioned this a little bit earlier when talking about Craig Peters. If Texas can find a way to keep the big men off the glass, if they can limit Purdue's possessions, they have a chance. Because Purdue's defense is atrocious. Like, coming into this game, it was in the hundreds. That is, for a high major team, especially a big 10 team, like, even Michigan had a better defense than that. So, and you better believe Texas has a much better defense than that. So, Texas, I, I also, I don't really want to get in here because I feel like you're going to get to some so I will 100% be cheering for Texas. Now, I don't think... Actually, the more I think about it, the more I do, like, as unbiased as I can be right now, I think Texas can win this game. I like their offense against Purdue's defense. The only thing is stopping, stopping Indy, stopping Williams. Can do well enough against Jaden Ivey. They got a good enough game against Jaden Ivey. They just scare me in the paint right now. I think for my prediction, I'm going to go Purdue in a close one. Close, close one. But I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Texas won that game. I, I just, I just wouldn't be. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick Purdue. I'm gonna predict that Purdue will win. I'll be cheering for Texas, and I do think they can win. I, I just, 
that that if they didn't like that reaction here, I died like the next day. And finally, the last game of the day, TCU Arizona, which got a lot more improvement after TCU's absolute annihilation of Seton Hall. I'm actually pretty surprised. I, I, I tried. I, I don't know what he's at. So, I think that means he's pointing out that he's doubtful. Okay, and this might just be wishful thinking, because again, everybody can't do it. Like, Arizona's on Friday when I do. So, hopefully, I will be cheering for TCU. Now, I've kind of moved that from my bias and from my picking as much as I can with Arizona fans. They're so long, they're so fast. It's going to be hard to stop. I don't think TCU can. I don't think TCU can keep this team on the end of the That's a real impossible thing, keeping Arizona out of transition. Now, if they can, I like their chances. If it's TCU can keep Arizona working to play a half court offense, I might. I like TCU's chances. My chances have increased significantly. I just don't know how long. I don't know how possible that is. So I'm going to go ahead and pick Arizona. But just like the last game, I will be 1,000% sure for TCU. Again, that big 12 right there. But, um, sorry, that's another big one that I want to see as well. But, yeah, that's all I got for today. A shorter, uh, I think about a 39, 40 minute podcast here. But, um, after, after, once there's a break in the game, This has been the Sportsman Podcast with your host, Alan Sportsman. Adios.